Hi everyone, welcome back to the Fusion Podcast. My name is Sam, I am your host. Um, today uh, I have sat down with a couple of members of Christians in Sport, um, an amazing organisation very close to my heart from when I was a student. Normally at this point I'm sat down with someone else from our Fusion team who would then join us for our discussion. Unfortunately, due to a cacophony of scheduling issues, I had to fly solo for this one, but that was absolutely no trouble at all. I could have talked to these guys for hours on end. You'll be pleased to know that I didn't, um, but what you are going to find um, is a, a podcast which will help you, if you are a student or a student worker, work out how you can commit to your uh, sports teams and also commit to church and all the goodness and all the amazing things that doing that really well will offer. Um, So I'm going to hand over now to myself. Okay, uh, we are now joined then by Dave and Duncan from Christians in Sport. Um, I have to be very careful, boys, uh, in this podcast not to call you Christians in Shorts. Um, which is what my mother has called your wonderful organization for a very long time Um, so if I do that at any point I am very sorry Um, so we've got Dave and Duncan with us I'm going to allow them to introduce themselves so Duncan do you want to kick us off who you are what do you do and what's your story yeah fantastic and my name's Duncan I work uh, for Christian Sport not Christian Shorts so that's not the first time you've used that joke uh, but I'll let you (laughs) off Um, and my role is overseeing uh, the university work across England uh, for Christian sport, just supporting students in their sport uh, and in their faith. Uh, and I suppose I really came to faith at university uh, thanks to this other man on the screen, Dave, uh, who shared the gospel with me uh, during my time at uni. And since then, um, hey, grown to know the Lord and it's been a joy and now working for Christian sport. So yeah, that's me. And, and I'm a rugby player, uh, which I love doing uh, and play for a team called Banbury. Brilliant, fantastic! I didn't know that David brought you to faith, Duncan. That's huge. I <laughs> he played a uh, big role, eh? He shared the gospel, uh, and it made sense from there. So, yeah, St Andrews, St Andrews Uni Students Union. I think it might have been Ephesians two, one to ten, possibly. I think it might have been. I actually can't remember that detail. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, tell us about you, mate. Yeah, uh, great to be with you, uh, Dave Hampton. I Grew up in Cardiff, born and raised in Wales, um, and because of that, my only sport I play is rugby. Um, quite understandably, we were all born with scrum hats on, and uh, we get a choice whether we want to keep it on and carry on playing rugby. And and I have, uh, I've actually moved from playing to coaching recently, which I'm really enjoying. Um, I'm actually based now up in Edinburgh, um, partly up here because of my wife uh, and our family, but also because of the role I've got with Christians in sport. So. I kind of work as our Scottish regional worker to cover in our youth, our students, our adult church stuff, as well as some of our uh, performance and elite work as well. Um, and being on the Christians and Sport team now for just over eight years or so, which has been great fun. Amazing. So we did realise that before we started, we've got an Englishman and a Scotsman and a Welshman, um, which sounds like the start of a joke, um, but it's not the start of a joke. It's the start of a podcast um about how uh, christian students can get stuck into their sports teams and also church in their time at university so 
hopefully by now, boys, some of the people who are going to be listening to this will be in the early stages of being in a sports team. Um, or maybe whenever you're listening to this, you're maybe thinking about going to university next year. And this is something that you think you want to get involved with. Um, one of the things that we'd like to start by doing is talking about some of the unique challenges uh, that people who uh, want to live for Jesus at university might face when they want to join sports teams. So let's just assume that whoever's listening to this hasn't got a clue about what those challenges might be. Um, so I'm going to throw to you first, Duncan. What can they expect for when they try to join a sports team um, as a student? You don't have to go through everything because we've got Dave here as well. Um, but what might they expect for in terms of challenges? Yeah, challenges. It's a great question. I think firstly, I suppose I just want to highlight how how much of a joy it is to play sport, especially at university. And there's loads of opportunities that do present themselves. But when it does come to challenges, I think you are in a unique culture, uh, a sort of subset where they are sport mad, but along with being sport mad, uh, does come challenges. Um, some of the people have heard of maybe the social side of things. How do I fit into the social side of a sports club when, Oh, they, they play hard on the pitch, uh, but they also play hard off the pitch. And what does it look like to be a Christian in that and speak into that? I suppose you've then got challenges of even being a Christian on the pitch. Um, com competition, a great thing, but we often get taken the wrong way. The number of times I've, sadly, might have lost it at the referee on the pitch or taken something like that. I'd like to admit I haven't cheated, but that one time I played Dave up in Scotland, uh, I always do my very best to get on the other side of him. Um, but even challenges, the unique challenge of being on a sports pitch and how do I play for Jesus in that are some of the unique places. So you kind of got on-field challenges and off-field challenges as you join a club um, and how do you represent Christ in that? That's super interesting about maybe being on the pitch and competing in a way which honours Jesus. That's really, yeah. I, that's, that's something that I, I guess maybe people had been aware of before. Um, but when you get to university and then you're surrounded by people um, who don't know Jesus, then you're wanting to, to live more authentically. That's something that might be um, something you want to be more aware of. Um, Dave, what about you, mate? What kind of challenges are people going to face if they want to join sports teams at uni? Yeah, linked to what Dunks has said there, there's just so much opportunity that actually trying to decide is a bit of a challenge, to be honest with you. Like, it's one of the first times you kind of just can do whatever you like, which is brilliant, but equally has its challenges. And a lot of Christians can be too busy, which is uh, worth uh, just being aware of. So it's picking, I think, is is a challenge. Yeah. But I think then linked to it, how do you want to be known is a big thing. Yeah. You know, anyone can recreate themselves at uni. You know, I always say this, if you can maintain a good accent in the first month of uni, you can convince someone you're actually from Australia. It's that crazy, isn't it? You go and you're brand new, new people, everything's new. So how do you want to be known? And I think that's something Christians really need to think about is everyone is trying to make mates. No one wants to lose a mate, you know? So the challenge is how do you want to start? How do you want to be known? What do you want to be known for? Do you want to be known as the best player or athlete? Do you want to be known as the best crack do you want to be known as a follower of jesus do you want to be known in lots of different ways? and i think particularly for christians that's something really worth thinking about it is a challenge but at the same time i don't think it needs to to be overwhelming and affect i think it can be a challenge that can be attacked and, and dealt with yeah and 
I think it's definitely worth like digging a little bit more into some of the social stuff that you were talking about, Duncan. Um, so when we run sessions, when we run workshops for uh, young people who are about to start university, one of the sessions that we'll run is a, a, a session on student culture. Um, and I always like to start that session by saying, when I say the word student culture to you, what one thing jumps into your head? And every time we do this, or when we've done it on Zoom, we've just lost Duncan. He's going to be back in a minute. You will. Um, uh, it's always the same that it'll say um, partying, drinking, going out. Um, and is this the same for, for sports teams, Dave? Yeah, I'd be lying if I said it wasn't. Um, the social side of it, the particularly the, the drinking element is quite prevalent within sports clubs. I think Dunks suggested it, you know, there's a, some element of when you compete and you give your all, say, in the pool or on the court or on the pitch, no. is this knock-on effect that you then want to have a good time afterwards and maybe yeah. the adrenaline rush means, come on, let's, let's go for it. So, yeah, it does exist. And, and then linked to that obviously comes things related to drink, whether it be dress codes, uh, behaviours, yeah. Uh, you know, obviously the area, everything around the sexual nature of, of student culture, there's a lot going on within that social side, but yeah. drinking is probably up there is, is one of the big challenges. Yeah, yeah. Um, just when you, you uh, tapped out for a minute there, Duncan, um, just for a quick break. Um, we, uh, me and David chatted about what it uh, looks like to handle, um, what it looks like to, to have the, the cultural side of sport there as well. We talked a little bit about, yeah, the, 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 um, the drink and, the, and, and dress codes, behaviours, um, sexual environment, everything that you might encounter. Um, do you want to talk maybe a little bit more about initiation, Duncan, and what, what kind of that is and what does it look like? Yeah, really good. As for initiations, it's weird. You can't call them initiations anymore. They're, well, what are they called they're now? It's, they're it's, often well, called welcome drinks often is what they're called they just don't tell you what the drink is do they well, not at all oh if it is a drink <laughs> um, i suppose oh yeah most clubs have them these days uh, and still do uh, even though unis are trying to tighten on them and it really is it's sort of you're earning your stripes almost to join that club to show that you can be part of it i think being a christian uh, one of the biggest challenges there is is the battle that you want to be part of that club. But again, you, you want to stand for Christ. And one of the battles is the sort of conforming to the culture. One of the hardest things I think I found is being known as, as Duncan. I want to be a lad in that club. I want to be well-respected. I want to be liked. I want to be a good rugby player. And therefore, the temptation, if you step out and say, I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to do that, is that people are going to backlash against you. Mm. Uh, and there's a real chance when it comes to those initiations, when, especially if you're a fresher, there is that sort of dominance hierarchy with your, your third years, your second years, yeah. and you are expected to do as you're told. And sometimes the pressure on you at that point is, I, I can't say no. Yeah. I can't say no to whatever they tell me to do. Mm. Uh, and therefore, you might conform with the other temptation, and that is to completely uh, withdraw and not go along. Yeah. Um, so therefore, reminding yourself of your wonderful identity in Christ is such an important thing, especially yeah. as a fresher, but your whole way through university, when you're in initiation, almost earning your stripes. Uh, but I suppose the wonderful thing is we've already earned our stripes, haven't we? Well, we've not earned them. We've been given our stripes by Christ. 
That's brilliant. Fantastic. And so what kind of like practical advice might you give then um, to someone who's listening to this um, and thinking, you know, I'd, I'd love to be part of a sports team at university, but I don't know if I can hack the initiation or the welcome drinks. Well, what, what would you say to them, to either of you? What would you say? Like, I think there's there's an opportunity quite early on if you want to just to be quite upfront and honest with the people within your sports club. Usually the captain or the social sec is probably going to be the one organising it. And I'd often say to people, look, if you can, just have a chat with them ahead of the social and just be honest with them and and say something along the lines of, look, I want to be a part of the club. I really want to play sport at uni. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I want to be involved in the social side of things, but because of my faith in Jesus, there's certain things I don't want to compromise. And one of those things is I I don't want to drink excessively. I don't want to get drunk or I don't want to drink at all. Obviously it depends on that person's personal conviction. Mm. But so often when you say that to the organizer, I think they honestly now nine times out of 10, they just go fair play. No problem. Thanks for telling me. And there's a huge amount of respect actually. Yeah. I'll give them. Um, and, and so I, I just think doing that is a is a is a really helpful thing to do. Um, and then it's I guess thinking about whether is there a way that you can still show that you're committed and you want to be there, but is there ways of doing alternatives? Mm. You know, so my alternative was having to drink a weird concoction of lots of fizzy drinks. Oh. Um, which what wasn't are we talking, too bad. Dave? What are we talking? Come on. I was like a I think it was like tonic water with some sort of like horrendous cheap sprite from really and then something else within it so it's just like a massive ball of acid in my tummy you know um (laughs) but in a way it it showed that i was still willing to be there yeah and be involved but at the same time i hoped and prayed that it was distinct that i wasn't doing that uh in the way that the other lads were um so yeah, that that would be my advice. Um, but equally, as Duncan said, there you you have to you do have to come to your own conviction. Yeah. If you think actually that environment is just going to be too dangerous for me, like my own mm. walk with Jesus, well, let's not be silly. The Bible does warn us to to avoid that, but it doesn't mean you still don't you can't be a part of the club. Absolutely. Uh, so there's a lot to think about. Absolutely. And have you got any good? stories Duncan of uh, initiations or welcome drinks you've heard Christians doing as substitutes uh, there's a lot of a lot of milk often is involved oh. but you look on the bright side milk's beneficial isn't it healthy for us <laughs> um, I had a fresher yesterday who um he was on the green milk uh, I told him the blue stuff was better but uh, he's sticking to the green but often yeah I think milk is sometimes an alternative people take um, sometimes people just bring along their own their own couple of drinks themselves and say, this is all I'm having. This is me. I'm not having yeah. anything else. Many other cups here. So again, I think as Hamper touched on, really personal conviction. Where do you land uh, on what you drink and what you do? But I do think laying your stall out early is important. Now, what do you what do you stand for? What are you gonna What are you gonna do there? Uh, and being prepared for that as you go into that culture, uh, I think is, is really crucial. But there are really cool opportunities as well in your team uh, to have a to have an opportunity to speak out. I think one of them in a rugby club, um, often they might ask you for um, 
a sex story or anything along those lines. Um, and actually you sit there and it's actually really intimidating and daunting as you stand up in front of the whole bus. But actually it's also an amazing opportunity to go and share your faith in that moment. You've got everyone on the bus looking at you. You've got 60 guys looking at you. And actually here you can stand up and tell them that actually I, I don't have one because I'm a Christian. I'm living for Christ in this. Hmm. So there are opportunities in a sport social and to speak of Jesus, and it's really trying to be bold in those moments. Yeah, it takes a lot of courage. Um, I'll bet. There was a lad in Newcastle a few years ago. He was a rugby player, fresher. He got on the bus. They were going up north. I think it played St Andrews. And when you go up uh, through Scotland, you go over the Fourth Row Bridge. And whenever they used to do that, they'd make all the freshers get up the front individually and do exactly what Duncan's described. They have to tell a joke, down a drink, and then tell their greatest sex story. And that's what they had to do. And they eventually got around to this lad as he's there at the front of the bus. Um, and he tells, I think he told a joke. Um, and then I don't, I don't know what he did with the drink. He maybe just had a little sip or something. And then he said, listen, I know you want a sex story. He says, I've not got one for you because I've not had sex. But let me tell you the greatest love story that I do know. And with that, he took 30 seconds to tell him the gospel. There and there nice. on the bus as a fresher about three weeks into university. Um, so it was amazing when I found that. It's so encouraging that people have tried to take tough, challenging moments, but at the same time use it as a way of pointing towards his message. That's mad, isn't it? And then, like, so you guys will be able to help with this. I've never been part of a rugby club before. You boys obviously have. How does that um, influence and change the culture of that team for when someone stands up and, and, and says something like that? It's amazing, I think, in terms of, Boys will be boys, won't they? You'll have dressing room banter and it will flow. But it's amazing when someone opens up and is open, honest and vulnerable about who they are and what they believe. And it's often guys do take one step back. I think often you may, someone will joke about it initially. They might throw a comment back at you. But when they see you standing tall, when they see you and maintaining your convictions and standing there and saying, no, that is... That is the greatest love story. They see you being serious and actually they, they sort of stop and think um, for themselves. And I've often found in those moments, people do then come in and have conversations with you. Mm. People do come up to you at the bar and, oh, dunks, oh, Dave, oh, why, why are you a Christian? Why are you living like that? Oh, why, why, might, why don't you do this? And it just presents amazing opportunities for conversation as well, I do find. I don't know about you, Dave. Yeah, one thing you often find when someone is bold and courageous and does that from the off, over time, people actually are kind of envious of them. And I've mm. had it, and I know others have had it, where people go, I could never do what you do. Yeah. And it's so funny that, isn't it? It's almost them showing that they wish they could. They see something in the person where they're like, oh, I I wish I could. I wish I could go on a social and not have to down ten drinks in a row. He, he or she can't. And they go and what? And why? I wish I could. I could never do what you do. I wish I could. And that's an amazing moment for Christians. They go, yeah. oh, it's, it's not me. It's Christ in me. He's changed me. And I don't do this for my own glory. I do it because He's done so much for me, and I want to give it back. And so, mm. I, yeah, it does change the culture. It does over time. I think. 
people have a different perspective on life people have a different perspective on the social element people find joy in anything other than just getting absolutely wasted and forget mm. you know, i think it does slowly really slowly change things that's that's incredible isn't it just to think of all the university sports teams across the country and and the christians who are on those teams have the power to start to influence and change the culture just by sharing what they are and who they and like what they believe yeah yeah, yeah, and and you then see it played out. There's there's stories coming from Bath of a girl who, who actually at the start, it, it's a struggle in your sports team, uh, sort of joining in with the culture, and then actually she had that moment, that sort of epiphany. She's like, actually, hey, this is I don't want to do this anymore. And here here they are a year later, living for Jesus in their sports team. Okay, a lockdown happens. And three of the girls start coming along to church. Many more come along to Alpha. And it's amazing, even just in a year, how you hear these stories of people sharing Christ with their teammates. Oh, it's fantastic, isn't it? I'm glad you mentioned church there, Duncan. Um, Because we'd love to now just get into a few stories of um, what you've heard about uh, um, students and and, and church. But I, I guess it's good to start with um, maybe kind of then the unique challenges that are then involved with how do we stay committed to our sports teams? How do we stay committed to our church? Because they're both time commitments, aren't they? And we've got to remember that beneath all of that, you know, you're still a student and you're at university to, to study something. And depending on where you went and what you did um, or, or what you're doing, you'll have a varying degree of commitment to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still something, isn't it? And then everything else that you're trying to do at university as well, keep up your social life. And in some way, you've got to find time to sleep as well. Um, so how can um, students be really engaged in church while staying committed to their churches again I'll open it up to both of you well obviously different churches will have different uh, programs going on and, and opportunities for students to get involved in we at Christians World would, would say 100% get plugged in get involved in your church let that be a place where you're getting taught God's wonderful word and you're getting encouraged by a group to, and, and being spurred on so that is a is a non-negotiable really I think for a Christian if you want to survive at uni you've got to get to church because uh, if you don't you're, you're probably going to struggle um, but depending on what they has got going on you just then have to look at what the commitment is and, and how you can balance that in an absolute dream world really you, you love the, your training and your church stuff to dovetail so you haven't got any clashes and you can be at church Sundays. You can be maybe in a, a small home group or whatever on a one week and then you can train the other two. Where the challenge lies is sometimes when it clashes with training and, and midweek stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And again, to be honest with you, a lot of the time, the solution to that is just going and talking with the church leader right. um, and expressing that and seeing if there's other ways of, of still being able to be discipled because at least my experience majority of churches are really keen for christian students to be engaged in student culture Hmm. so they find out of a christian in the sports club and they're really encouraged by that and they want to help the student be able to stand tall for jesus in the sports club so i think it would be wrong to assume that churches would turn around and go, well, you shouldn't go to training. You must come to us. A lot of them have been wonderful at trying to work out what is the best thing 
so that the person can be committed to the said church and commit that sports club. That's really good. What are you guys say for that, Duncan? I would completely agree. And you look at some students' examples, I think even my own experience, where the student Bible study midweek, it clashed with training. Um, but the church was so understanding up in St Andrews for me that the student worker met with me. He met with me weekly nice. and opened up the Bible. And it was it was just invaluable having someone there who, who actually understood exactly where I was in faith and actually understood sport as well. Yeah. And therefore supported me in that. And and generally that's what the churches are they're there because they want to see these students flourish in their faith and flourish in whatever they're doing. And therefore, I think go to them as as Dave said, uh, share this conundrum that, that you're mm-hmm. sort of toying between and you're battling with. And they will talk it through with you. They'll open up the Bible and they will find perhaps the best solution for you, how you can balance and um, I suppose church life and also living out your faith and uh, whether that is in sport or whatever it may be yeah and I guess like just speaking as a student worker myself um when you are a student approaching your student worker your church leader whatever it might be to say um hey look it's not like practical for me to be able to come to like the midweek small group the midweek bible study um because I have training then um feel just completely be bold be creative um, so one of my students, hi Eddie, um, he uh, approached me over the summer and said, um, uh, Eddie plays softball um, and said, you know, it's, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't get to the small group that you ran um, uh, last year, but you know, I'd like, I'd really love to set up a small group and like lead one that maybe meets like later in the week on a Friday night or something. Mm-hmm. And I'm sat there as a student worker going, oh, thank you, Jesus. Um, <laughs> the, I would have a student approach me and say hey look I really want to set something up I really want to step into some form of leadership because because he knows it's not just him he knows that there's other people um, who are here in Reading who are uh, pl- playing for sports teams parts of other societies who would want to commit to something during the week and because we in the church are always thinking through the, the, the guise of you know what works best for us what what's going to be best and we're like oh no I don't want to go near Friday night that's that's me time but for him to step out and be like no I want to set a small group up on a Friday night that's specifically targeted at inviting people in who are doing other things during the week um, so if you're a, a student in that situation and you think that you could maybe lead something like that absolutely go and approach your student worker your student pastor your church leader and say hey look I'd love to maybe consider starting something like this. And if so, how can you support me in that? Um, which I think it just, that's a story that's just encouraged me so much. Um, so obviously we're now thinking about church then and, and how can we stay committed to both? Um, so what would you say to like the other side then? Because I, I know um, we might be tempted in, in some cases to be like, you know, this is my church and I love my church and I'm going to be, plugged in there but what's the value then boys of staying committed on the other side to your team someone said to me a few years ago that commitment is like the currency of sports clubs and uh, I totally believe that you know like if you buy in with commitment they will buy in the commitment back to you it I mean it's just you can see that from a mile off The, the person who's really flaky turns up late first to leave struggling to get to stuff they're just on the fringes mm. and relationally 
you're not you haven't got that many friends and part of the culture you just feel distant from it contrast that then if you can be committed if you can get to train in early stick around you know if you can be involved in some of the extra stuff if you can be committed whilst you're at training tell you what people love that it is such it is the currency and they they will over time grow to love you and trust you more and more which i just think is such a foundation for trying to get into deeper gospel conversations with people because no one's going to open up to you unless they know you and Mm. unless they trust you and unless they like you no one really is going to open up their soul about life so it's i'm a huge advocate here if you're going to join a club join it don't just like float about in the background be a be a really integral part of the club because it will pay off you'll have a better time for one to be honest with you a much better time but it'll pay off in many other ways as well that's amazing yeah go Duncan and you feel the tension don't you when you perhaps don't commit to the club as much as you want to and 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 you want to share Jesus in the club and yet here you are speaking and it just feels like you're constantly preaching at them why because you don't know the guy opposite you you don't know what he's going through in his week. You don't know what life is like. And actually to build those relationships, to be able to walk alongside your teammates, one one opportunity because these are people you've got so much in common with and they could be friends for life. Yeah. But two, you're like, if you're walking alongside them, well, what an amazing opportunity it is then to, to speak the gospel into their life, to share life and share the gospel of, as 1 Thessalonians 2 sort of alludes to. And we're like, well, hey, be committed to your club because then it allows you to, to be in the lives of your teammates and also share Jesus and they'll see that in you because the times mm-hmm. when I've been in a club and you try and share Christ when you're not, you don't have those relationships. It is so difficult. And we're like, hey, like, be committed to your teammates because yeah. one amazing opportunity is to share life and also just speak of Jesus in everyday conversation because to you, that's normal. Uh, and they also know that's normal because they know you're the Christian in your club and you yeah. love Jesus. Yeah, yeah. You can tell a mile off someone who's really in and someone who's not. Like we do quite a lot of evangelistic events, sports events where people can bring their friends along and dodgeball, sports quiz, and just lots of different kind of ways of having fun, but at the same time trying to speak the gospel into a sporting environment. And you can just tell, like, the moment someone walks in with their pals, the nature of their friendship. And you've got a girl there who is so committed to her netball club or the swimming club. And they're just, it's a great table, loads of banter. They care for each other. Contrast that to the person who probably, to be honest with you, hasn't got any mates there. (laughs) And they're just sat on their own. That's an extreme. Or at least contrast it to the person who, you can just tell they haven't really got to know them. Um, and a lot of that is effort, but it's totally worth it. It really is. That's great. That's so good. Uh, I'm really glad that you mentioned sports quiz and dodgeball there. If you are listening to this and you've never been to a Christians in sports sport quiz or participated in a Christians in sport dodgeball tournament, I absolutely promise you that is about the most fun you can have. Um <laughs> And as as uh, Dave said, with a with a gospel message thrown in the middle, it's just an absolute dream of an event. Um, maybe kind of one of the last questions I want to ask you then, boys, is we've talked a lot about sharing our faith. Then, so we do that 
just very relationally with the people in our team. And um, we do that through the events like that with the sports quiz and the dodgeball. What role can the church play um, in helping students who are on their sports teams to share their faith with their teammates around them? Well, I think Dave said it, didn't he, before, that we, the church is crucial. Local churches is foundational for the students to, to be able to grow in faith, to know Jesus more and more. They're getting taught from the Bible every Sunday, maybe they've got a midweek Bible study. And actually, I think that's possibly the best thing they can do for them, is that they, they hear Jesus being taught faithfully, they hear of who he is, and their love for him grows. I think when you have a clearer view of who you are in Christ, it then overflows into how you live life, how you play on the sports pitch. That mm. actually we can play for Christ as, as worship to him because he's given us our skills and talents. And what an amazing thing that is. So I think actually by getting plugged into the church, the church just oh, loving you, teaching you God's word faithfully, is one of the most crucial things that can be done for a student and to be taught yeah. week in, week out. Brilliant. That link into that then, you hope, don't you, it's an environment that the Christian sports person can bring their friend along to. Oh, yes, Dave, come you on. Know? And that's that would be the dream, wouldn't it, is that, you? well, we've seen it, the girl in Bath, she's brought her mates along online at the moment, but hopefully physically in person, that the... Church is an environment where the unbelieving person, and in this case, the sports person who doesn't believe, can walk in and both hear and see something of the Lord Jesus through their experience. That would just be wonderful. If every church was able to, to welcome and accommodate that, that would be awesome. I would say one cheeky thing, if I can, Sam. Go. Here's the other thing I'd love maybe for churches just to think about. Mm. And I guess it relates to sport in some of the stuff we've talked about, but probably other things as well is um, don't, it's, I, I think it's tough when the student is being asked to do loads of stuff yeah, and loaded with lots of roles and responsibilities yeah. um, because that will ultimately compromise their ability to be able to be committed. Yeah, I kind of said at the beginning, Christians are the worst for this, eh? We, we just <laughs> overcommit all the time. Yeah. And we spin like a billion plates and it's just too hard. Um, and some of that is our own, the person's own doing. They just love, they love having roles and they love doing things. But actually some of that is because you've got churches or other student ministries or groups asking things of the person all the time. When I think maybe collectively, we at Christians in Sport, yourselves, churches, let's work together to release people to yeah. be able to be committed as opposed right. to just overwhelm them and and restrict their ability to love their friends and make Jesus. Fantastic. I think that's, that's very good advice um, for any student workers, student pastors, church leaders who are listening to this. And I'm so glad you mentioned invitation as well, Dave. It's unbelievable how many kind of students that you'll meet um, and whether they play sport or not. And we're talking about their mates that they want to share jesus with their faith with and they're thinking about it in terms of these events so they'll be like yeah there's an event coming up then so i can invite them to that and there's an event there as well and alpha starts again in the spring so maybe i could invite them to that as well but hold on a minute what's this thing that you're going to every sunday <laughs> and what would it look like if we just thought actually yeah i can invite i can invite my mate along along to along on a sunday 
I can invite them in the midweek to the Bible study. It might be a, a bit more of a step up than maybe if they arrived at Alpha, and maybe that's something that you still want to invite them to as well. Yeah. But I remember from when I was at university in Norwich, um, we had a, a, a guy in our church called Theo um, who uh, played water polo. Um, and it was amazing how you used to turn up for church on a Sunday evening and there'd just be like um, a load of new people from the water polo team there who he'd brought along with him and they'd just sort of sit on this row and they'd fill it out almost every single week with different people from the men's and the women's water polo teams um, yeah, who Theo was just radically inviting every single week we want to get you into church I think it's amazing that's great, that's great. And, and for the stories that we're hearing as well of how students are coming to faith, so many of them are doing it in church on Sunday. Yeah, it's great. So that's where it's happening. Brilliant. It's great. Guys, this is, um, do you know, I have to be very careful with myself in, in this recording to actually keep it the time because I honestly could sit here with you <laughs> and talk about students and church and, and living for Jesus all day but we must bring our time together to an end and um, we've talked about some of the challenges we've talked about some of the stories we've talked about a lot of the opportunity um, and I'm hoping that uh, people who've been listening to this whether you are um, a student worker thinking about how you can better support um, students who are playing sport whether you are a student right now who is part of a team um, or whether you are going to be a student when you're watching this and you're thinking about whether or not you should be joining a team hopefully you found this helpful we want to end in prayer um, so Duncan, would you lead us um, and just pray for everyone who's who's listening and, and those who are playing sport at, at uni right now? Yeah, we'd love to. Okay. Oh, dear Lord, thank you so much uh, that we can have this call. We can have this podcast uh, and we can chat all things you. We can chat what it looks like uh, to live for Jews in a sports club, the, the challenges that it comes, the, the tensions of of balancing that with, with church life as well. But we do pray for all those in the sports team and that they would know what it is to love Jesus deeply. They would know the freedom that that brings to live for Christ in their sports team. And we would pray that many would see the opportunity, the amazing opportunity it is to get involved in a sports team and to share Jesus in that sports team as well. So Lord, thank you for all those who, who are Christians in the world of sport, who are living for you in that. We pray they would be bold, they would be strong, they would see their identities firmly secure in you. And we do just thank you uh, for the work of, of many ministries and the local church in supporting these people. And we pray that they will flourish as Christians in the world of sport and beyond. We pray that in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Duncan, do you want to plug anything about Christians in sport or, or, or even yourself for people to get in touch with if they're playing sport at uni? <laughs> I suppose if you're playing sport at uni and you're not involved in our groups, uh, we'd love you to get on our website uh, and go christiansinsport.org.uk forward slash student and you will see a sign up form there you can go on to that will get you linked in with our work and um, but there's another big thing hampo i reckon you'll want to plug it sam was talking about the quizzes online, online. We've, we've taken it online uh, the big online sports quiz is happening every month and we would love for folks to use it uh, for their own ongoing evangelism within their sports teams. So next one is happening next Friday, 23rd of October. Don't know when this is getting released, Sam, but don't worry. There's one in November as well. So uh, Friday in November and in October, and it's just four rounds online. You can get a Zoom room with your mates, watch it on YouTube, and then there's a gospel talk uh, towards the tail end. It seems to be real good banter. We've 
we've had over about 400 teams each time, which is just awesome. People across wow. the whole of the world and the UK and lots of students, which has been great. So get on board Brilliant. if you're keen. And is there anything on the line, Dave, for the winners? Yes, there are prizes. Yes, I believe £50 Amazon voucher was last the last prize, which if you're Come a team on. of two, that's not bad, eh? Especially on Amazon Prime Day. But if you're a team of 12, it's not going to go too far. So, so get small in your teams. Yeah. <laughs> um, make, that, make that prize go as far as it can. Um, yeah. but if, we're sitting there, if we're sitting there thinking, I'm a member of a sports team at uni, I want to invite my teammates to do something. And that's kind of yeah. hard to do maybe in, in COVID times. That yeah. sounds like something that's world-class um, to get them invited along to. Dave, Duncan, you've been absolutely brilliant. I can't overstate how much I've enjoyed this. Um, so thank you very much for watching, for listening, for however you've consumed this content. Um, give us a like, give us a subscribe. I've got to remember to do that, boys. I always forget. Um, and uh, we'll see you on the next Fusion podcast. That's bye from me and it's bye from Duncan and Dave. Thanks a lot. Bye. Cheers. Bye-bye.